Welcome to Hive Mind. I am Meg. I'm here with Eli. Hello. Hi. How's it going? I'm just doing so well. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Um, a little news, top of the show. We have a Patreon that's live. It's patreon.com forward slash Hive Mind HQ. If you are having any problems getting that working for you, please email me, email me, email me, meg at hivemindhq.com, um, and we'll figure it out together. I've had a couple of people who have had issues. I don't know, guys. I'm not an IT person, but I, <laughs> I'm confident we can figure it out. I get and IT vibes from you, actually. Do you? Mm-hmm. Is it what is it? What is it about me? Is it my sneakers? Yeah. <laughs> my know-how when it comes to... You just, everybody seems like an IT specialist compared to my skill level, so. Yours is pretty funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, we won't get into it. Um, I made it $3 a month. I tried to make it $2 because it's like hard for me to ask people for money. And Patreon's like, we really don't want you to go below $3. So all it is is $3 a month. <laughs> That's like, what is that? That's a drink and a half from Maverick. How much can a banana cost? How, $10. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we'd really appreciate your support. And you get exclusive bonus ad-free stuff when you become a patron of Hive Mind. Right now, it's a Bridgerton series. After that, mm. Eli and I will be doing Golden Girls, which is going mm. to be a really mm. great time. So it's not just charity. It's charity. And also, you get to listen to our voices some more. Mm-hmm. All that said... Eli, what have you been watching? Well, speaking of, I did start Golden Girls. And yeah. I'm going to save most of my comments for when we do, you know, a special on it. I've never watched an episode of Golden Girls until last weekend. This show is incredible. <laughs> I can't wait. Okay, the very first episode, the old, like, there, there's like one that's older than all the rest of them. And they're they're all talking about how they all have to get up every night in the middle of the night to go to, to go pee. And the old one is like... No, I trained my body to never have to get up in the middle of the night to go pee. So I go, I hold it, hold it until 7 a.m. I pee every morning at 7 a.m. And then I get up at 8. <laughs> what? <laughs> she wets the bed every morning at 7. She said, I go pee every morning at 7. And then I get up at 8. Okay. And it was like... These are the kind of jokes you're getting with Golden Girls. <laughs> I had to pause because I was laughing so hard. And you do have to kind of get used to the laugh track again. Mm-hmm. It's like we're we're out of practice on laugh yeah, track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like once you settle into that, it's like I'm here for the jokes and they slap. So Golden Girls, everybody so start watching it. I, I've always been a little hesitant to start Golden Girls because of the laugh track. But like the people I respect the very most in the world love Golden Girls. Yeah. It's like an iconic comedy. Right. I was worried that because I can watch shows with a laugh track, but only if I already had a relationship with them. So like I can watch old episodes of I Love Lucy and the laugh track does not bother me. Right. You know, but like if I tried to pick up a new show on CBS with a laugh track, I would really struggle. And so because I had never seen Golden Girls, I was like, I don't know if I can be able to do this. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. I think I think it's I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, I went to uh, Young Promising Promising Young Woman. Oh, okay, yeah. What do you think? I give it an A. I think it's a very good movie. Um, it's not a perfect film. Uh, there, there were a couple of pieces that felt a little heavy-handed to me. Okay. So sometimes, so like you know, kind of the point of the movie is that it's depicting these skeezy guys. It's sort of on the heels of like a Me Too kind of thing. And this woman is exploiting the fact that these guys are, like, taking advantage of intoxicated women, that they're, you know, 
predators and so forth. And I think they mostly do that really well. But there were a couple of moments where like the predator guy would kind of get caught and it felt very like Scooby-Doo villain to me. We're like, ah, I would have gotten away with it, too. And so like there were a couple of moments like that. You do have to go into the movie and realize that like the revenge porn of it is unrealistic and the movie doesn't necessarily want you to believe that what she's doing is a realistic way to deal with it. Right. Um, it's more like they're they're explaining something about society. Yes. And it's very good. The casting is incredible in this. Yes. Like throughout. Yes. Just great casting. I I recommend it. Um I you had kind of said that it was very like heavy and like adult material. Yeah, it was less so than I was expecting. I mean, it, I think it's technically a dark comedy. Yeah, um, but it's still a movie about sexual assault. Sure. So <laughs> you you don't it doesn't really depict a lot of sexual assault. Oops, sorry, my laptop's on. Um, it doesn't really depict like graphically sexual assault, but like it is that the undertone of the whole thing is like sexual assault is happening. Yeah, and so like. Yeah, the the trigger warnings need to be there for that. Yes. Um, but I don't know. I think they did a really nice job weaving like that needle or whatever. I told Stephen you were going to go see it, and he was like, "That's not fair." Eli has never like felt the guilt, the straight man guilt of like how <laughs> women are treated. Like he's like nervous to see this to be like, oh, white straight men suck, you know. But gay men suck too, and are also guilty of treating women badly. It just sure. kind of in different ways. And so, I yes, I agree. Like, straight men are the worst offenders. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, like, watching it, like, I did kind of feel like... It, like, it, it was uncomfortable. Like, yeah. they were just being a man watching it. It was, uh-huh. like, a little bit uncomfortable. And there was a little bit, too, where, like, Skylar and I left. Skylar loved this movie, like, way more than I did, even. Um, and we left, we were kind of, like, criticizing, like, aspects that we didn't think, like, quite landed and then we were like uh probably we're not the people who get to like really criticize this movie because it's not really for or about us yeah in a way yeah yeah it's very much a story about women who are taken advantage of by straight men who claim to be good guys Mm -hmm. yeah so so uncomfy it's uncomfy uh i had to take a break on search party because my husband forbade me from watching it without him he Mm. has no time Mm. to ever watch Mm. tv and so I couldn't watch it for weeks. And then finally last week he watched one more episode and he said, this is too dark for me. So now I've picked up Search Party again. I'm in the middle of season two and it is so good. Season two is dark. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot darker than season one. Um, season three is not as dark. Okay. Season four is right back to dark. Okay. So just be warned. I am hereby warned. Um, I love it though. And I think people should watch it. Um, and that's kind of it for me. What about you? Okay, so I watched Tenet again. Okay, and? Because Tenet is available to rent, or is it on HBO Max now? I don't know, but you can stream Tenet now. We turned on subtitles, and that helped a lot. Okay. Because I told you when I first saw it, I couldn't understand anything anyone was saying. The sound mixing in this thing is bananas. It was also an empty theater, so I think there was all kinds of like weird acoustic issues. Mm-hmm. I, I said acu- acoustic. Acoustic. <laughs> I'm struggle bus today. Okay, uh-huh. so, but we turned on subtitles. I did a lot of like pausing and like rewinding, like to try and figure out what's happening. And I did understand quite a bit more. Okay. I still recommend like reading an explainer when you finish the movie. 
I don't like movies that make me feel like an idiot. Yeah. And I've just had to come to terms with the fact that this is not a movie that's meant to be understood. There's even a stupid line in this movie where she's like, don't try and understand it, just feel it. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> and if you do that, it's fun to watch. It's okay. cool. They're doing cool things. And I'm not an action person, but there are like actiony things they're doing that are fun. So... Watch Tenet, but don't feel bad about yourself. Okay. No one understands this movie. Robert Pattinson, who's like second lead in this, doesn't understand this movie. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and it's very Christopher Nolan, who mm-hmm. like, first of all, is in love with the concept of time. Mm-hmm. Like, let's let him marry a clock and then he'll maybe move on to other <laughs> subject material because he's obsessed. And he's so self-serious that it's kind of like, you. I need you to like add some levity here there's no levity in this movie yeah but it's fun to watch i think i'm done after two viewings i don't think i'll ever watch it again okay um and we've been watching seinfeld still we're kind of like out of stuff mm-hmm. i think golden girls will be our next thing to yeah. pick up because search parties only once a week you know mm-hmm. we're not binging it do you have peacock no <sighs> we need to get peacock but like you can't get it through the fire stick yet and blah 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 I hate their rules about different streaming platforms. It's so obnoxious. Like Mm. Sundance, you can't watch on Roku. Mm. What? That's insane. Anyway. Okay. So, but we both watched Father of the Bride Part 2 because how could you not after Father of the Bride Part (laughs) 1? It's hard not to just click next. You can't not watch it. Um, And also we're waiting for the Golden Globe nominations. So Mm. we thought we might as well just do Father of the Bride Part 2. Eli, tell me your impressions of this movie, revisiting this movie. The sequel is at least as good as the first movie. Mm-hmm. It's rare that they can do that. I know. But it's very good. It's very good. And it's like, the the story is different because they're not doing a wedding. But beat for beat, it's kind of the same movie. Yeah. And everyone delivers in it. Everyone just, is so lovely. There's, there's a comedic story and like comedic set pieces in it, but it's heartwarming mm-hmm. and it's about a family. I forgot to tell you about Father of the Bride, how when I was a child, I... You know, I grew up in Provo, Utah. I was convinced everyone was Mormon. Mm-hmm. And so I would watch Father of the Bride and my friends and I would be like, why aren't they getting married in the temple? Yep. You know, and I was watching yep. Father of the Bride part two and I was like, you know what? These people do feel kind of Mormon. They like do. there's like a very Mormon shininess to them. Mm-hmm. And I, because they're so wholesome. They don't fight. They don't Not fight. Really. You don't really see them drink. Mm-hmm. Like there's just like a. Mm hmm. Utah County kind of aspect to it. There very much is. So maybe I wasn't an idiot as a child. Yeah. You know, um, one of the things that really surprised me watching this, though, is this movie is surprisingly progressive, but without being in your face about it. And I had not remembered that. So, like, there's this whole plot point where Annie, who's pregnant, you know, she's the one who got married in the first movie. Now she's pregnant in the second movie, gets her dream job in Boston. And she's very pregnant And she comes to the house one night to talk to Steve Martin, her dad, and she's upset. And she's like, I just had this stupid fight with Brian, the husband. And she's like, I got my dream job, but it's in Boston. We'd have to move to the other side of the country. And he thinks it's not a good time for us to move. And I feel like, you know, like he's not being supportive of my career. And she's like, but maybe I'm just being stupid. And Steve Martin's like, well, no, like you would have done that for him. And so you 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 need to take this job like you need to figure out how to take it. And then Brian comes and he's like, I as soon as you left, I realized like you would have moved for me. And of course, I we're going to do this. And I'm so excited. And it's like not an issue. And the fact that like 
the movie is just like, yeah, great. And now they're going to she's going to have her baby and they're going to move for her career to the other side of the country. And everyone is like so on board with this. Yeah. Was really pretty progressive for early 90s. Was this early 90s? Wasn't this like 97? Is it that late? That late? Okay, I'm going to look it up right now. But in any event, progressive for the 90s. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that it didn't feel like they were making a statement with it. It was just like, that's just where the story went. Mm -hmm. I really loved that. I did too. There's also a lot of moments where Steve Martin is like, why am I the only feminist in this family? Like, he just wants so much for his daughter to have every opportunity. Yeah. It's really sweet. I do take issue with her running to her parents when she has a fight with her husband. Yeah. I'm like, this isn't really an adult relationship. Probably good that they're moving to Boston. Probably good. I gotta (laughs) cut those apron ties. They're almost a little too close. And I feel like a jerk saying that, but I'm like, you gotta. And we all have to do that. We all have to move away eventually and become self-sufficient, you know, and I, I feel that. Uh, it's um, 95, by the way. 90. Oh, okay. So mid 90s. Mid 90s, yeah. Yeah, right mid 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie isn't super realistic about pregnancy. I want to hear all of your hot <laughs> takes about pregnancy. Meg texted me last night in like a rage because they say the weights of the women at like seven months pregnant. Yeah. And, and they are weights that we would all. Just I remember <laughs> I was watching this with my mom, who is a very thin woman, uh-huh. and they mentioned the weights. They said 128 pounds and 132 pounds, respectively, and my mom, like, scoffed. <laughs> and I didn't know what that meant as a child, and now that I've been through pregnancy, like, if you're 128 pounds pregnant, like... You're not getting enough nutrition. Oh, like really? that's a that you I mean, unless you're like teeny tiny to start what's the, out. What's a normal amount of gate weight, uh, weight gain? I think it's pregnancy? thirty to forty pounds. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So if you're like Maybe it's twenty I don't really remember, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I gained about thirty pounds with each pregnancy. Okay. So if you're weighing in at one thirty, then that you presumes were that you were hundred pounds. <laughs> I'm like Charles. <laughs> Your wife's helping you write this. Like, someone had to have known. Someone had to have been through pregnancy. They also just completely gloss over the worst part of pregnancy. Like, that first trimester when you're sick all the time mm-hmm. and you don't look pregnant. You just look chubby. And people mm-hmm. are like, did she eat a burrito for lunch? Or, like, what's happening? They're just all, all of a sudden at you're seven just, months. You're just yeah. miserable. Yeah, they they skip right to like the glowing about to have the baby part of it, and is that just the Nancy Meyer like let's not show anything? Let's not show any conflict, maybe. But boy, I tell you, those like six seven months for me were great. Well, it's funny because the scene uh, where they have the babies because they both have the baby together, <laughs> um, which is hilarious. Uh, and what what's her name? Um, Diane Keaton is, has complications. Yeah. And Skyler like tuned in. He'd never seen the, these movies before. He tuned in during this part, and he's like, "This doesn't even feel stressful. No. Like the like she has complications, but like the movie is just like so calm about it that you're like, it'll be fine." I have to say that Megan Doctor. What a character. Great. I thought she carried the movie. I, I want her to be my doctor. I know. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, you are really the emotional hinge this whole thing relies on, and you're killing it. Yeah. I loved her. Yeah. Um, if I found out I was pregnant at Diane Keaton's age, oh. I would blow a gasket. Like, the fact that she is so calm about it, I would be absolutely beside myself. How, how old is she supposed to be? 
like 45, I think. Right. Like, maybe, like late 40s. And then I'm like, that's kind of dangerous, you I, know? I, people do it. It happens. But like, yeah, I would be really, that would be a jarring thing to I got to tell you, we are last kid in diapers, right? Mm-hmm. End of this year, we'll probably have a kid, all three kids out of diapers. The party I am going to throw. Uh-huh. You know, like I am just ready to move past that. When I tell people the ages of my kids, they always give me like a pitying look like, yeah. oh, you're in the thick of it. You're, yeah. Those are like kids. Yeah. And you talk to people who have older children. They're like, I'm not going to lie to you. It's great. Older kids are great. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and I just can't imagine being late 40s and finding out you're going back yeah. to baby and diapers. Yeah. Babies are so great. But they're, they're so hard. hard. You know, I have a my my sister uh, has four kids, and when her youngest started first grade, she was like, "This is a game changer." Yeah, she's and like I honestly like from like the day before the kids started first grade to the day after, I like she seemed like a different human to me. Yeah. like she was like calm. Her skin was glowing again. Yeah. I was like, "This is the sister I remember from like high school." Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I know I sound terrible and like I don't like my kids. I love my kids. My kids are the best. Yeah. But it is so much work. Yeah. And I'm already tired and I'm 35. You throw a baby at me in 10 more years? <laughs> are you kidding? The thing is, though, the Bankses have so much money. So much they money. They can hire an army of nannies. <laughs> so much the, money. The nursery Frank builds onto their house for them. Out. <laughs> Outrageous. Yes. That baby is coming into a bedroom that is nicer than any room I've ever been in. Well, first <laughs> like, of all, it's the size of my whole house. Yeah. <laughs> for and it's like it's a beautiful room and I like get weepy when I see it. I'm yeah. like, oh, it's for a baby. <clears throat> Excuse me, Stan's room right now. There's like books everywhere. <laughs> there's laundry I haven't put away yet. You know, a bottle that he didn't finish last night. Yeah, I just I get that it's Nancy Meyer and that like we're living in a fantasy. And I think that that's the realization you have to have when watching a Nancy Meyer movie. But I still got like kind of upset last night watching this. Yeah. It's like, screw you, Nancy. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway, plot of this movie. Annie Banks Mm -hmm. McKenzie Mm -hmm. and her mother, Nina Banks, are pregnant at the same time. Mm -hmm. How would you feel if you were pregnant at the same time as your mom? A lot of things would have to, a lot of miracles for both of us would have to occur (laughs) if I, 36-year-old man, was pregnant with my 70-year-old mother. Um, I think neither of us would handle the news well. Yeah. But no, it's it's weird. Have you ever known of this to happen in real life? Mother-daughter pregnant at the same time. I have heard, not at the same time, but I have heard there was like a family in my neighborhood growing up. She had kids who had kids, and then she got pregnant after her kids had kids. Okay. And they had, like, you know, like nine kids. So, But it's pretty rare. Yeah. You know? She also looks older in this movie. Like, I had a hard time buying Mm -hmm. Diane Keaton being pregnant in this movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was, like, kind of jarring to me. Yeah. I have a question for you. What Mm -hmm. happened to the actor who plays Annie Banks McKenzie? Because she's great. And mm-hmm. she never did anything She's after that. really good in these. Right? I would honestly, I was kind of surprised because I, when we watched the first one last week, I just thought like, oh, uh, Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Diane Keaton are going to like steal the show and everybody else is just going to be like side. Yeah. She's great. Yeah, she's, she's really great. She's very charismatic. You like want her on the screen. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if she just kind of 
didn't want to keep acting or maybe she is in stuff and we just don't know. Have you looked her up? No, I haven't looked her I'm up. Let's see if I can find. I, what she's I'm doing. I'm afraid to look her up because I'm afraid she's gonna be like in Hallmark movies and that's it. Oh yeah, I could see I could see that. Okay, I have another question for you. Okay, if you were offered fifteen thousand extra dollars to be out of your house in ten days, would you do it? Okay, the, the I, good question. I think I would do it, but I would not do it without consulting with my spouse. Sure. And I probably wouldn't do it if I had children. Sure. Like I think if, I'd do it. If Eli and Skyler, like it's the two of us, I'm like, Sky, can we be out in 10 days for an extra 15 grand? And he's like, thumbs up. I'd be like, we're, we're doing it. You I, would do it? I, I think I'd do it. Especially I, if Eugene Levy was offering Especially you. if Eugene, who was in the first movie as a wedding band performer. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I was so happy to see him pop up in this. I know, it was great. Also, Eugene Levy has been the same age for 30 years. Yes, he has. Yes, he has yeah. had the same eyebrows for yeah. 30 years. Yeah. Speaking Turkish in this one, I'm into it. He's like Dan Levy's age in this movie. Yeah. And I'm like, nope, you still look like Dan Levy's father. Okay, follow-up question. Mm-hmm. If someone buys your house and you find out they're knocking it down, what do you do? My current house that I'm in right now, yeah. I wouldn't sell it to him. Really? No way. I got too much. I got too much like emotion, emotion invested. If they paid you fifteen thousand extra, nope. Wow. They would have to. It like honestly, they would have to pay me like double what I could get from somebody else for me to be like, fine, I can shut this. I wouldn't look back. (laughs) (laughs) You tear that down. It's yours now. Do what you want. If you know what, the only reason why is because the home that I'm in is 100 years old and I feel so connected to it. Sure. If it was like a house that was like 15 years old, I'd be like one hour. Yeah. 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 But like I get I totally buy that the Steve Martin character who is in love with his home and only sold it because he was going through a midlife crisis, basically. Yeah. I buy that seeing that his, that house that he loves so much is about to get knocked over that he would go and like try and and undo the transaction. Yeah, I get it too. But when it's over, I'm like, why was this in the movie? Why did they sell? Yeah. Do, Were we filling time here, Charles and Nance? No, that's interesting. Right? I have a hot take too. I just got a lot to say today. Okay. He looks good with dark hair. He does look good with dark hair. I, I liked it. I don't I don't know why Steve Martin ever I mean, I guess good for him. He just like did he's just had the color that his hair is and he hasn't tried to mess with it. It looks good. It looks good, but it looks good dark too. Yeah. I mean, uh, Diane Keaton could have probably done something to look a little younger while pregnant for this film as well. Sure. Um those babies that are born are not are newborn six months babies. Old. <laughs> when they when they bring the girl baby out into the hallway, I said, I yelled to Skylar, that baby is six months old. That, that is a darling, cooing, three-month-old baby. A newborn baby's like, <laughs> Alien. Yeah, you're like, I guess I'll love it. Well, and it's perfectly clean. <laughs> yes. It looks like it's like had treatments done for its skin. It's like got a little Botox. <laughs> Spent a day at the spa. I'm like, I get it. Like, you know, that baby came movie. out of a woman 15 seconds yeah. ago. <laughs> it should be like, it's still got to have the cone head. Have yeah. I told you about when I had Ivy? They, so they're like, you want to do skin to skin? I was like, I don't know. Okay, sure. And so that means that like right after you have the baby, they hand her to you. And I was like, oh, she's goopy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of gross. Like, are you going to wash her? <laughs> 
I mean, I love her, but also she's like uh-huh. covered in gunk. Yeah, you know. It's, yeah, they need they need a little bit of time to uh, yeah grow into themselves a little bit. Yeah, I love this movie. I love it too. Say honestly, truly, one of the rare experiences where the sequel to me is as enjoyable as the original. I think if you were to give me the choice, would you rather watch Father of the Bride One or Father of the Bride Two? I would pick two. I think I would too. I think because there's so much Franck content in it. Franck is goodbye, George. See you next Thursday. Iconic line. Yeah. You know, every party has a pooper. That's why we invited you, George Bonks. So the, when he explains to them that when he's feeling sad, he just goes into the doctor and gets a little nip, a little tuck, and he yeah. feels better. Yeah, iconic, iconic. I mean, King. This this has made me want to go watch that special Steve Martin and Martin Short did what two years ago. Did you ever watch it? I did it. It's really funny. Is it? Um, I I thought it was going to be very boomery and not hold up. Like if you see Jerry Seinfeld do stand up now, it's like doesn't work for sad. me. Sad. Yeah. They're so charming and they're not like they're not boomery. They're not complaining. It's just like, hey, we have an hour. Let's entertain. And like Steve Martin does some of his banjo music, which is incredible. Yeah. Martin Short, just like he, he's he's kind of like to me um, a Robin Williams, almost a Robin Williams level of like genius comedic timing. OK, nobody is nobody is Robin Williams, right, right, but right, like right. in that direction. Yeah. And so like if you haven't watched it, I think it's on Netflix and it's just like such a lovely time. And this movie, these movies, like the way they interact with one another, it's like that just on stage for an hour. OK, I um, love that. Yeah. And so he's iconic in this. I think I prefer the second one probably, too, just because I don't care that much about weddings. Mm. I'm like more interested in seeing I guess pregnancy. Yeah. But like again, beat for beat, it's kind of the same thing. I just I get so happy anytime there's a baby born in mm-hmm. media. Like yeah. I'm just like overcome with joy anytime mm-hmm. there's a birth in any show or movie. Yeah. I love it so much. Yeah. And they do it so well and it's so pretty and unrealistic. <laughs> Also, why doesn't he go into the room when she's having her C-section? I know. I was like, is this 1950? He he just stands out there. And so did she actually have the C-section? Yeah. Because Skyler Skyler had a lot of issues with the hospital aspects of this movie. Tell me. So he was like, because they're they're in rooms side by side. And he was like, if she's having a C-section, then she's not in this part of the hospital. No, she's going to the OR, She's in the operating room. Yeah. So he's like, so I guess she's not having a C-section if they're in rooms side by side, in which case, why is George not in there with her? Right. And so it was just like, there's something weird about it. It felt very like 1950 man wait outside. But then Brian is in with Annie. Yeah. So like, why is he in there? I did. That was very weird. To it me. was weird. He should have been there with her. Nina needed him. And I'm sure the the writers were just like, we want him in room side by side. We don't care about the whole OR thing. Who's going to care? I would say that Nancy's downfall is that aesthetics come first in every scene. Sometimes the expensive at, story at the expensive story. And yeah. I think that's what happened there. Yeah. Other than that, it's a per- perfect movie. Five stars, A+. plus. Oh, Rotten Tomatoes only gives it 50%. Rotten Tomatoes can it's go wrong. to hell. It's wrong. It's wrong. wrong. Yeah. Let us have nice things, Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> and this is just nice. You know, you just yeah. want to feel nice. You can pretend you're a part of the Banks family living in San Marino mm-hmm. and you can afford to build your baby a mansion attached to your already mansion house. They still didn't attempt any diversity in the sequel. Absolutely none. None. Not what? a not none. a person of color in sight. <laughs> no. It's a tough look. Yep. And the the uh, the uh, Martin Short's uh, Asian uh, sidekick has even few less to do in this movie. Did you, did you recognize him? 
He's the doctor mm-hmm. in Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. Good for him. Yeah. He's like a bad guy in Jurassic World. Yeah, well. Fallen Kingdom. As we know. What a career arc. One of our favorite movies. One of our faves. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Remember to subscribe to our newsletter at hivemind.substack.com. Again, you can become a patron. Hivemind. Wait. Patreon.com forward slash hivemindhq. I've been setting up like a lot of sites and stuff. I'm very (laughs) confused. Um, please remember to leave us a good rating and review. We'll be back next week. We are doing um, Garden State with Lindsay. Oh. I've never seen Garden State. You haven't? No, I'm excited to watch it because so I feel interested. like I don't count as an elder millennial because I've yeah. never seen it, you know? It's like such an important film. Right, right, right. <laughs> Definitely had the soundtrack, though. Oh, yeah. I, I told everyone how much I, I loved the still, soundtrack. I still like the soundtrack, yeah, and I won't apologize. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Anyway, tune in next week for our Garden State discussion, and we'll see you then.